Hello, welcome back to Spoken D uh, with Dr. Walt Duffy and Matt Duffy. And look, Matt, we even have a logo, <laughs> a little poster up there today. Every episode a little bit more professional. Yeah. Huh? You come on the journey with us as we figure this out. <laughs> That's sort of the fun part for us is just sort of learning how to do this and uh, getting, hopefully getting a little bit better at it. Uh, but we thought today, uh, uh, I think you had a topic in mind. Folks, we don't really have a planned out series of topics. We just sort of come into the room and sort of talk and uh, decide what we're going to do so that it's just sort of really fresh. So that's how we plan to do the podcast. Yeah, so we have our suggested list, and we know we're getting in closer to, well, depending on when this comes out right now, holiday season and buying gifts and popular gifts every year, requests for gifts or video games. And we know that's also a contested topic no matter what age you are. So maybe that was uh, one we could get into today around the various potential issues or perceived issues with video games and uh, how to handle those if you if there is an issue and, and or just a perceived issue and where, where you go from that. Yeah, and you talk about Christmas wishes, and I forgot. I'm supposed to at the start of these podcast ask you to uh click like or subscribe and so we get some more listeners out there so we're trying to get more listener requests into us so we have more topics to talk about but uh you know the thing about video games has quite the history right Mm -hmm. you know it was for a a while there that all they definitely cause problems yeah you know and then uh, i think you were just mentioning some of the newer research says there doesn't seem to be a direct correlation as an overall population uh, to watching, playing certain types of video games and having uh, negative outcomes, whether it's personality, behavior, things like that. Is that correct? Yeah, I just decided to, <laughs> to Google 30 seconds before we hopped on and found a Harvard study. And high points that were popping out was you know, early research was uh, what they were finding wasn't necessarily direct causation, but they were pulling in some other things. Uh, violent aggression in children statistically has gone down since the mid-2000s, when that's kind of the height of video games are climbing since the mid-2000s, so those are in uh, conflict with each other. And, um, yeah, the research they've run since then hasn't really found that what the video game is, how much violence is in it. They're not seeing that have impact, changing the way a, a, a child would be aggressive otherwise. Now, again, you're talking about overall, the overall population. Right. With anything, you can always get into, well, this one person had this one effect from that. But then, you know, then in research, you always get into the question of, well, was that the trigger? Would there have been another trigger? Is that the only trigger that exists to have that happen? Right, and I and I, I love research. Uh, so we, I myself, participate in a lot of research uh, clinical studies, running clinical studies, phase one through four. But uh, when I'm in the office with a, a patient and their family, and I am a child psychiatrist and an adult psychiatrist, you know, I take things into account, such as studies, what they show. But there are also the individual factors of the the person in front of you and the family in front of you, whether it's a child or an adult. Uh, 
-hmm. And I think you need to take those into context. Uh, Too often we say, well, you know, this is what the research showed. Well, where was the research from? Are you pulling from one study? Was a study looking at multiple other studies? Mm -hmm. Uh, Were they all done the same way? So um, you have to take all those things in context. And then you have to take, you know, so you have a person who's shy, introverted, and they're having trouble connecting with people, video games might be an excellent way to get them at least talking with some folks online because we know with video games there's a lot of things you can do up in the cloud and connect mm-hmm. with other people and play to do those. And But at the opposite in the spectrum, if they're holed up in their room the entire day, whether it's a kid or an adult, and that's all they do, and that's the only way they'll learn to interact with other people, that can be an issue. Yeah, so there's... Not a perfect answer on is it good or bad, right? But maybe we can get into a few of the the specifics and give our thoughts. Because, I, you know, the first one for people tends to be the, the violence and is it going to cause whoever's playing it to be more aggressive than they would otherwise. So, you know, from what I've seen, my experience with video games growing up with them, friends, schools, all that, I don't think there's a big causation of if you play video games you're automatically going to be more aggressive and which are we talking about certain types of video games or just video games across all genres and degrees of violence everything of course people are going to be more concerned with the well if the video game's violent is that a causation of violence um so yeah so we can focus directly on those but just video games as a genre including the the war games, the Call of Duties, the Fortnites, the you know, kill someone in the video game, video games. Uh, I don't see people who play those being any more violent than people who who don't interact with them. Yeah, I so guess. the folks that uh, your friends, acquaintances, people people know, you have not seen that correlation. Yeah, and I think just looking at you know general society, I wouldn't say that it's a I've seen a huge shift in society becoming more violent than it was in the 80s before. Now, I'm not a big researcher. right? I don't go compare year-by-year violent crimes and things. Right. um, My knowledge base, I wouldn't say that there's been a big shift that can be directed at video games coming online. I think the the very interesting thing you brought up, because I think this is very prevalent in our society— and something that's when we start quoting whether statistics or you start looking at any topic is putting it into it's either good or it's bad yep people like to and that yeah so i have (laughs) you have to be in one or the other bucket and so you're going to have disagreement right among people so it's not like uh we have some disagreement in the middle we're either disagree disagreeing about whether it's good or it's bad well, yeah, because if you talk video games, right, buying it for your kid, it's usually not a, it's, are we buying this video game for our child? And one parent's, you're either both saying yes, but if there's an argument, it's because your one's in the no boat and one's in the yes boat. Not, well, maybe it's okay for the kid, right? The argument comes when it's one person wants it one way and one person wants it another. <laughs> and so is there a conversation around that usually of, uh, Let's talk our, about our specific 
child, not our children, mm-hmm. our specific child, how it might impact our specific child and what their own makeup is. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we dealing with in the current life? Are we dealing with some aggression at home and, uh, you know, defiance and those things? And uh, you, Papa, are saying, uh, let's bring in this violent game. Mm-hmm. You might see where the other person <laughs> might have a little bit of difficulty with that. We, we're having problems already. Yep. And now you're saying it's okay to bring other types of violence into the home? Well, now, now you're going to the, the singular level, right? Because in that situation, you're not saying, oh, our child's perfectly behaved, but bringing in a video game will cause them to not be perfectly behaved, right? We're saying there's already a problem in existence. Is this going to uh, cause that problem to get worse or not be able to be made progress on. But why it's really important, I think, is there's a, you'll read self-help columns or uh, various behavioral columns coming from some, you know, noted person mm-hmm. talking about behaviors and whether certain things are good to have or bad to have, but they don't really touch on, are we talking about somebody who really doesn't have any issues, just, you know, the normal Mm-hmm. child i hate to use that word because there's i tell my um patients what is normal right yep. but um not really having any issues just the sort of the typical things versus you're really dealing with somebody who has some really depression um anger issues or something like that and uh so i i think it is important to take into account when you are talking to folks especially on something like this that hey clarify what are we talking about are we talking about a norm um i mean the population as usual or are we mm-hmm. talking about specific folks but it's i think it's important to keep both things in mind yeah so i'm gonna push you a little bit on this one so parents are in the store right Debate, tickle the bear folks right tickle gotta, the bear. gotta tickle uh debating video games from your experience as a child psychiatrist, would you say that as a standard, violent video games need to be cons- you need to be concerned just because they're violent? So, so, I- so take the you know, kid well behaved, not well behaved, is just the video game being violent going to cause have a likelihood to cause problems that may not currently exist? So the more specific question is, you know, for me would be, do I specifically ask within every session what video games um, is your your child playing at this time? Or even adults, what video games are (laughs) in your cabinet or online that you're subscribed to? And that's not just a typical thing I ask all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. So your answer that answers your question. So I do not go in with a pre- preconceived idea that, oh man, if I can find out that they're playing <laughs> video games, I have my answer. Rip out the video games and problem solved. I do not go in with that in uh, one of my quick tricks to deliver. <laughs> so it's uh, so so you're not bought into the the old. Well, I won't say old, but original. Well, you say old. That's all right. The original thought process that video games are a direct cause of causing more violence in the people. Who yeah. Play you know, I think what's really just various things are interesting to me as we sort of go along. Let's talk just the video games. 
the original research was probably done by people who are even a little older, might not had much exposure to video games. Yeah, because the people who are old enough to do the research weren't around when video, video <laughs> games know. were a thing. So, well, Pong or whatever that, you know, the ball that goes uh, back and that's forth. Not, yeah, that's <laughs> was the, yeah. video that's game. That's what I had access to. Oh, and Pac-Man. Pac-Man and Pong. That was about it. Minesweeper, maybe. Uh, maybe bowl, at but... the arcade at the bowling alley. Maybe, maybe. Oh yeah, it had to be arcade games, not a. No pong. Games. You could, you, uh, you could get. We we played. Uh, yeah, but pong was first at the arcade at the small town bowling mm-hmm. alley. Yeah, and the Pac Man. Yeah, you could dump a lot of. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, folks, nickels into that machine. <laughs> so the first violent game that the first generation may have been something like Street Fighter then. Because you have to, I have to try and think of things that were on arcade games, not even computer or anything. Yeah, so the thing is, I was never a big video game mm-hmm. person. And I think even in your generation, you were not exposed to the type of video games like they have now when you were really young. No, because I don't remember I mean, one of the big those. things now is how realistic they look, right? Right. But our... And the first video game I remember is when we lived in Louisiana, so I was, what, third grade? Mm-hmm. And my friend had a Nintendo. It was some game where you played frogs, but you were frogs with guns, and you try and shoot bugs uh-huh. or something. Yep. And so that was the violent... I mean, you know, we never told you guys probably that I played it, but... Was that over Steve's? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh wow. That's we a long probably time played ago, it folks. twice and decided it was too hard, and we quit playing it. <laughs> otherwise yeah then our first system was the sega or sega genesis i think and i don't even remember what games we had on that i do remember i think grant brought home my brother brought home uh the game where you shoot dinosaurs oh one time from the the video game rental store and that was probably the first violent video game we had in the house but then no, my history with video games is I've always been more into this Maddens, the MLBs, the sports. Right. I've, I've picked up the Call of Duties or Halo was a big one and tried them once or twice and just went, these are not entertaining to me, so I didn't. I haven't gotten into them. Um, so, yeah, my personal experience with those video games is minimal because they weren't of interest to me in, in what I eventually got into. Oh, you just opened up a whole lot of uh, topics there. <laughs> so, say, um, so that what we do know, and just sort of what you described is um, what things that are very positive that video games can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talked about the dexterity. You guys became very frustrated mm-hmm. with even the frog thing. I remember uh, the Pac-Man and the Palm becoming very frustrating as it got faster and faster be- because. One of the reasons I think is that was never wired into my brain over the years. <laughs> you know, moving something around like that, that was just very foreign. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that kids now who have been playing some of those things, their dexterity is just markedly different. Their visual spatial ability to move things, for some of them, they're able to really activate that part of their, yeah, the, their brain. The, the thing that is in to some degree insane to me right because now video games are becoming their own sport right yes and, esports 
And oh. what separates the people who can play high-level video games is not that different from what separates people that can play high-level athletics. They're processing whatever they have, no one else has. Because in video games, a lot of it's down to a frame. You're, you have something running 720 frames a second or whatever. They can hit the frame in that second that causes things to happen. Yeah, so there's a lot of people on that 50 to 75%. They can mm -hmm. play pretty well, yeah. and they can look pretty good against uh, their group. But then you have that top 25%, and then as you get to that top 10%, I mean, you're starting to really slice. Yeah, you're talking moments, I'm forgetting, milliseconds that you're responding. Right, You're not responding on a second basis or even a half. It's the second the frame of the, the screen moves, which is faster than the human eyes can see so they're predicting you know they're predicting in seconds hey in this amount of time i'm gonna have to hit this button but it's that quick that their connection from their brain even goes to their finger to let them know right so this is the difference between like a 1500 meter swim and a 25 meter freestyle right yeah i mean you're talking about tenths hundreds of seconds that mm -hmm. separate people but that hundreds of seconds over the time course of a game can make a huge difference. Yeah, like the 100-meter dash, right? The winner yeah. is in tenths of a second. Yeah. Well, if they go up against the average human being, it's not tenths of a second. <laughs> <laughs> so there is, it's not that different from sport, I feel like, where no matter how much you practice, there is a certain segment of the population that has the ability to even get to that level, right? Which is a a, a performance thing, and all, but you can't, well, that gets into a, maybe we'll go into this topic in the future, but probably a lot of those people are on Adderall and think because they say it's performance enhancing when you have to process on that <laughs> that level, which is like then steroids in sports, right? Taking other substances, how does that help? But, um, but yeah, going back into the, maybe into the kids for a moment, because then we could talk adults because there are people like, uh, the Kyler Murray story lately that's gone around with video games. Um, but there are some positives, right? I think, a con I won't say consensus yet, but a growing agreement is that video games are at least better than watching TV. Yeah, it's an act. I think this is coming out, whether you talk about neurocognition, memory, you know, we know that now you can grow new neurons, the whole concept of neurogenesis. You can activate those networks. That's some of um, the neuroplasticity. Uh, TV watching is a very passive, mm -hmm. uh, or we should say even streaming on your computer and Netflix. Those are very passive um, ways that, to use your brain. But when you do a video game, for the most part, you are having to activate and parti you're participating mm -hmm. yeah. with you're, what you're working with. You're participating with. a lot of times. So the ones I've heard is you're participating, you're, you're problem solving. A lot of times now you're group problem solving. So you're also communicating. So you have to build in this social interaction in addition to working your brain out from can I solve problems. And to get through levels, you have to learn. Mm -hmm. You have to and learn. And remember... Yeah. And then you're you're constantly pushing yourself to be better a lot of times. You have the competitive aspect in a lot of these games that a lot of, especially the males, are seeking out, right? What's an outlet for my competitive expression um, that could be punching someone or it could be punching someone in a video game right. sometimes. 
Um, so yeah, so as mentioning earlier, it'd be interesting if maybe violence as kids has got, have gone down because you no longer have to physically punch them. You can get on a video game and box it out. Well, <laughs> I think we're going to have to wrap up this first part, but obviously we have more to talk about. You know, we've talked about video games and that uh, maybe they're an okay thing for the majority of folks. But you just brought up a very interesting thing, I think, to segue to uh, for the next part of this discussion, and that is can video games be used to do emotional processing for an individual? So thank you all for um, joining us, and be sure to hit like or subscribe, and we'll see you for part two next time.